Hello and welcome everyone to Across the Bifrost. This is the Mighty Thor podcast where on every episode, you and me, we talk about Marvel's Mighty Thor. And today we're talking about new comics from this month. A lot of great books came out this month. We're going to primarily be talking about the Banner of War storyline, the first three parts of that. And then we're going to talk about some other books later on. But for this conversation, you know, usually we have a Warriors 3, a, a, a trio, a triumvirate of fantastic voices. Well, today you're going to have to settle for two thirds of the normal crew because it's just Will Rose and I today. Faz is uh, too, he's, Faz is busy being uh, kind of a, uh, what would you call it? A, a liaison. He's busy uh, right. doing something for work, but we're going to get his thoughts later and kind of. He's on the rainbow him. bridge. He's on the rainbow bridge, escorting someone across uh, to, to a different realm at the moment. <laughs> he's, he's doing, he's doing the, the Asgardian work he is. Uh, that only he is capable of. So later on, we're going to bring him on the show. We're going to add in some audio where he, he's got to talk about alligator Loki. He can't get, we can't <laughs> get a new comics episode without him talking about his favorite comics. So we're going to add that in later, but for now, Will and I are going to talk about the new comics that came out this month that featured our guy, the mighty Thor. So Will, man, like just before we get into like specific books, what was kind of like, your impression from the books this month that had Thor in them? Well, I'm amazed at how writers, creators, artists, you know, it is hard to do different stories. It's hard to take these characters have been around what, 60 years, 60 years and, and try to do something different, but truly there's a creative story happening right now, a crossover where Ooh. they're doing some different things with this character, with a new superstar artist that's just hitting uh, the, the new stands, uh, the spinner racks and the comic stores and your digital comics. And so I'm glad that that Martin Cocolo gets to debut his art in Thor and uh, do that. But yeah, I'm, I'm amazed that, man, there's some creative people out there and it's fun to be along for the journey. It's a uh, it's in a world full of so much uh, garbage and crap. We still have artists that love to yeah. be artistic mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we are going to be mainly, like I said, talking about Banner of War, which the first three parts of Banner of War have come out since last we spoke about new comics. And my goodness, so much has happened so far. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Avengers 56, a story that focuses on Jane Foster. And like I said, later on, Faz is going to join us to talk about Alligator Loki. Those are mainly the books that feature Thor this month. But let's jump into the first book. We're going to talk about Banner of War Alpha, number one. This is essentially a one shot that starts off the Banner of War conflict between the 60th anniversary boys, Thor and Hulk. It is written by Donnie Cates, art by the fabulous friend of the show, Martin Cocolo, and Gary Frank does covers. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe we got Matt Wilson. Oh, I'm sorry, what was that? That's like, does Gary Frank ever draw a cover? <laughs> it's so good. We got, so good. We got Matt Wilson doing colors and just a fantastic comic to start off this massive anniversary crossover event the fight with hulk and thor just it's it just starts like it just (laughs) immediately you see the watcher uh uatu with his popcorn and then they just start hammering and pounding the crap out of each other this storyline really did start with a bang or 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 a smash um, uh-huh. as as the big green guy would say uh but like there there's so a lot is happening in this first comic a lot of it is mainly the fight that we find out that the reason why thor has gone to fight the hulk is because of a a uh an incident in el paso where a bunch of people have ended up dead and they suspect the hulk is the reason why so the avengers send thor ahead to deal with the problem they start fighting in the middle of space. They're fighting in a, in a like an intergalactic arena. And that's where Thor has decided to make his stand against the Hulk. There are so many great visuals in the beginning of, of this storyline. But when we come to the end of the storyline, when last we left Mjolnir and the hammer, 
Odin was in his spirit was inside the hammer. Well, at the end of this issue, we 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 find out that Odin has the ability to kind of like I don't know what is it like uh, uh, like project his his image his essence uh, inside the Hulk and he confronts Bruce Banner. So that's where the first issue ends. But like Will, what were some of like the favorite? moments parts things about this first issue this thing that we had waited so many months to to finally get to read in, in our hands it, it was finally here and it was huge it was big it's big and i do like how marvel with these events if they're doing a crossover or an event or an ongoing kind of big story in in a particular book they will have an alpha uh yeah. like kind of issue number one to get you started jumping into the story and then they'll eventually have an omega they kind of wrap up and and let you know what's going to happen after that so it's it's a ploy to sell more books but that's okay i'm in i'm all in you got me you got it worked money. it worked i'm in there but but yeah it starts with alpha and the first page you open up is literally the watcher with a bowl of popcorn and a bunch of aliens around like they're getting the ready best. to watch watch a movie or a streaming uh show or binge watch a show and and they're like he sets up and so the first couple of pages they bring it so if you're not reading thor you're not reading hulk the first couple of pages recap really nicely what's going on in thor what's going on in hulk and then two pages in three pages in boom the fight happens because yeah like you said thor confronts um hulk and they they share that like thor's thor is pretty like ramped up and he's had a long couple story arcs and he just needs something to hit like he needs a yeah. vent he needs to get out his energy and so what better way i'm gonna go you know go spar go spar with the hulk <laughs> um so so that that's kind of the thing and they they hop right in and i yeah this mystery that's been if you're not reading the hulk there's this mystery of like something happened in el paso we don't know what happened uh so so they're so yeah, we'll find out here in a little bit. Yeah, they reveal they reveal in this story arc what happened yeah. there, but but they lead you on something big happened and they string you along, and I love how they hold on to that just a little bit, and they fly through different dimensions or different right uh, planets. There's a cartoon planet, and eventually Sif is like who's guarding the Rainbow Bridge takes them to a celestial's hand, the black hand of God, um, yeah. black hand of a God. And, and that's kind of their arena. And then there's this big splash page of like you, if you play the 80 or 90s game of like Street Fighter or Marvel versus Capricorn, whatever, you have like the two Hulk versus yep. Thor. Yeah, it's, it's and then the and they go, ding, fight. And, and they, have, just, they, they have health bars. Health and bars. It, oh, it's, it's so good. Like, and that was actually, that was one of the images that was released as a preview image forever ago. And I was like, is this like just a promotional thing or is this actually going to be in a comic? And lo and behold, it was in the comic. And that was one where I was just like, I had to send Martin a message. I was like, dude, this is so freaking cool. So and, good. My, so speaking of cool panels in this first uh, part, my favorite panel of the entire issue, it was actually the screensaver on my phone for, you know, the last few weeks was when Thor tries to pin Hulk down with the hammer. He puts the hammer mm -hmm. on Hulk's back to get him to stop fighting him because Thor is still at this point where like he's trying to get information out of Banner. He's not trying right. to really mess him up at that point um but then hulk gets so mad that he literally picks himself up off the ground and the hammer stays where it is and the hammer like is weighted to the ground and hulk like tears his back open to get up and there's this huge gaping hole right. in his in his in his back and his in his abdomen and i i had to just i had to send a message i was like martin dude this is disgusting yeah. to which he said he's like okay. oh the original art for that was way worse uh, and i was like what <laughs> they he's edited like, them yeah. they toned them down like, i had to tone it down i was what? like good lord um but yeah like that oh that image it sticks with me like i may not know the storyline like the back of my hand but mm -hmm. there's certain images from this arc so far where i'm just like that that's not going to go any away anytime soon um but yeah anything about uh banner of war alpha that we need to bring up before we move quickly on to um the second part 
Yeah, it's a gorgeous book, and that's a great scene too. But I, I yeah. do think there's this kind of like conversation of like, let's try to talk this out. But of course, they they're not. And uh, in this arena, it's a great setup. It's a great part, and the and very busy book. It's all over the place. It's dynamic. It's, it's classic Kate's leveling up the, yeah. the fight in a way, and and then Martin captures the art really really well super dynamic there's it's, it's not stagnant at all and then that no. final you know again as we said a reason i read comics is because i love that final page that makes me can't wait to get the next one uh and then Th- and then odin standing there in the consciousness or in the head of bruce banner um almost like a force ghost or a consciousness to come in and and say all right let's let's try to talk this out again yeah. the hammer he's embodied in the hammer he's He's animating the hammer as Odin's ghost or consciousness and that that it has a mind of its own. And that'll come into play a little bit later on, too. Yeah, I mean, and it takes us to uh, Thor 25, which yep. is the second part of the storyline. Uh, this came out just, I believe, uh, at the at the time of this recording last week. So uh, Thor 25 or is yeah. it Thor 751 right i knew you were gonna do that i i was driving home from work and i was like is he gonna do the 750 uh, i love it i gotta well, keep doing it you gotta keep doing it listeners will did not disappoint That's right. uh, so um, uh, if anything as, I'm as he rarely does uh so we start off this one really focusing in on the the verbal sparring between uh a few avengers members where the, well, the, let me the, set this up first can i say okay. one of my favorite Go thing ahead. my favorite thing that happened so the avengers are around this table they're looking at this hologram image of the black hand of a select you know uh so amputated celestial hand and that's the arena and iron man is and tony stark is is narrating what's going on and what's happening and i love he was like as you can see this is going on and this is and reed richards is like yeah <laughs> he goes it's all iron man tony stark goes it's awesome and then reed richards is like uh i thought you you were going to say terrifying because that's what this Tony Stark is geeking out hard of what's going on. The rest of the Avengers are like freaking out. Yep. Tony Stark is, yeah. Um, yeah. Like they, they like two, two individuals that they used to call friend. They used to call hero are now like just d- dismantling each other. Yep. And, and Tony is kind of done with waiting because most of the Avengers are like, Hey, let's see what Thor comes back with. Like if <laughs> Thor knows anything like that would be helpful. And Tony's like, Nope, sick of waiting. And he starts this launch sequence and cap is like, you know, no, don't do this. And he's like, Oh, I'm not asking for permission. Um, yeah, I, I'm telling you what I'm doing. Tracks. And, and then tracks. cap says, you're not even here. Are you? And Tony says, Oh, I'm never here for these meetings as the, <laughs> the, 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 the armor lifts off um and then we see something kind of erupt into space but we're not really sure what it is that will come into play in a little bit at the end of this issue then we jump to the the fight between hulk and thor is still happening during this issue but it's it's not as forefront because Mm -hmm. the conflict between odin and bruce is happening where bruce in this issue he does a lot more explaining about the incident in el paso absolutely and what what actually happened because everyone's under the assumption that the hulk just went berserk and killed people not so simple because bruce had actually gone there to 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 not to do anything really and then these these biker guys kind of try to rough him up and yeah he's saddled up at the bar to get a drink and relax a little bit yeah so bruce is not (laughs) there to do anything bad but just by being around Bruce, the bikers are turned into these like versions of the Hulk and something in Bruce snaps where his eyes go black and mm-hmm. he like, he, he tell he says this several times, like he's not there. Like something took him over. Something was using his body to do these terrible things, something from deep within him. And the bar is like, destroyed it's on fire and bruce even says at the end like i wish i was in the fire like yeah i, I when i woke up i had tears in my eyes and it, it, it donnie writes a very painful scene that could have just been treated like an action scene 
but he 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 balances the you know the torture and the brutality of this moment like i i believe very well and then martin of course draws the hell out of it um yeah yeah and i and the what was here again as i mentioned earlier about these stories we hear over and over again and there's a couple story arcs you just kind of people always feel like they have to write or do a version of it but but this i don't think this has happened in hulk before this is a new version that like his rage his gamma virus is contagious. And so yeah. as we live in a world of like, we're all scared of COVID and we're being careful and we're getting vaccinated and and we're trying not to pass on a virus one to the other, here is he's in a bar and like his worst fear comes to pass where he's passing on his rage literally to the next person. Yeah. And, and the entire room are hulked out and green toned and he has to either defend himself or go after him and i i don't know about martin talking about like having to tone down him pulling the hammer through the hulk because there's a page here where bruce banner literally ripped somebody's arm off and i'm like all right editorial team if they had to tone you down for the other thing what about this one um yeah. the fight is super brutal uh but but again like a different version a different take on the hulk where where his rage his gamma virus or whatever's going on with him is passed on from one person to the other and yeah. again this is i don't know why i didn't see this coming uh it's going to happen again or it's going to come back up later on in this story arc of of something else that's gonna gonna happen which i don't know why i didn't see it coming and that's why, <laughs> that's why they're smart and i'm not and they they just uh it's a brutal fight but this idea of of the hulk gamma virus gamma radiated self can be passed on to another person just by yeah. being they just stand next to him pretty impressive and a different take on on what's going on with bruce banner and the hulk and and yeah to that to that like to that effect like bruce in his head keeps trying to tell odin like no like hulk does not know like hulk doesn't know that you guys are real like he thinks like because earlier on in kate's hulk the hulk inside his inside his head is is taught to kind of fight to keep the rage going so they throw these constructs in front of him to to keep the rage going and Mm. bruce says to to odin like (laughs) he he doesn't know you guys are real so he's not holding back yep and and odin is trying to like hold off thor like so much is happening yeah and then at the end like listen boy stop let me do my thing right again he's not treating like the king that he is or king thor or yeah. the the all father he's he's treating him like a son again and which Hulk, Stand down, boy. thor loves thor loves when odin talks down to him he loves that he um loves but then at the end as all this chaos is going like odin's trying to hold off thor and bruce is trying to explain what's really going through the mind of the hulk tony shows up in a freaking celestial hulkbuster armor <laughs> Didn't even know that that card was on the table. Yeah. And, and like, and again, as we, as we said multiple times, Martin draws the hell out of this. Absolutely, it is man. huge. It's like, it's like the Megazord from Power Rangers, but actually cool. Yeah, like and- it, 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 imagine, imagine Iron Man as like a giant Kaiju sized robot. It is Mecha, phenomenal. Mecha Iron Man. And, yeah. uh, and the details are really good. Yeah. Again, another, splash page could be a poster on your wall uh this should would be, be a, a pretty good on one to have that that would be pretty good um and then and then like the final cliffhanger um final page is again like him going uh i'm gonna have to ask you guys to step out of the vehicle <laughs> like he's he's caught like okay all right here we go so again what's gonna happen next stay tuned so then in uh so just came out a few days ago actually is hulk number hulk number seven now this is the third uh, part ryan what is oh, it hulk goodness. number seven or is it legacy number 774 you and your stinking legacy number <laughs> if only faz was here to be on my side I know. um i don't even know if faz would be on my side so is there gonna be a special 775 that's a pretty you know good rounded number i guess it's not a bad the- number Building in a few years, we'll get an 800. In a few you know? years, get 800, and I'll be in. Nice. I'll be all in for it. Yeah. Um, so at the beginning of this Hulk <laughs> issue, we kind of we reset a little bit, and the the big armor that Iron Man brings to the fight 
he just like he he's kind of for a moment he's like hey okay we can talk this through you know but then the hulk is not having it because that thing inside of hulk snaps again and bruce's bruce's plea to them to like guys you don't realize like he's going to kill you Mm -hmm. um you know he is like he's super hulk at this point iron man gives him his best shot and hulk just essentially shrugs it off um because this darkness this evil inside of him is just growing and growing and growing and thor has also had enough of tony so there's this kind of this three-way fight happening at the same time yep yep. and then hulk does something that i mean maybe it's happened before but i don't know he starts radiating with gamma energy yeah and he like he does like he shoots lasers um but then the ground below him tony says like it's turning to fire like it's melting below him so this gamma energy is just uncontrollable at this point and we see this double page spread of like a mush a green mushroom cloud that just takes out everything and then when Tony gets, you know, Tony crawls out of the celestial armor, he says to his, you know, his, his onboard computer, like, what was that? And he's like, well, that was a, like a gamma bomb, but it was exponentially more powerful than anything, you know, any bomb could ever be like, what's the exact, I don't know the exact numbers, like 600 times or. Nope. Nope. 3000. It's like 3000 gamma bombs, 3000 gamma bombs going off mm-hmm. at the same time. And he's like, well, no man could have, no, no, no being could have, uh, could have survived that. And then he's like, but what about a God? And so then the last panel is a gamma charged Thor who was caught in the blast. And it is so And he says, and he says, Thor smash thor smash to be continued in thor number 26 or thor number (laughs) well i'm not gonna do that again but they uh, um but yeah again another epic final page that again i didn't i should have seen before as it had this contagious gamma radiation virus rage thing that he passed on to the people in el paso he is passing this on to literally thor so now thor is radiated uh hulked out has been passed on to him so what happens when he gets uh when he catches the gamma virus or the or the gamma rage or whatever is empowering animating the hulk has been passed on to thor so now we got we got hulk thor or thor hulk however you want to say it and uh, we'll see what happens next uh, as I'm, they continue this. Uh, the the banner of war continues. So far, uh, so just kind of like a few a few thoughts about banner of war um, as a whole. Like we got two more parts left, right? Um, and then after um, we've already kind of been in chats with Martin Cocolo to come back and kind of basically deconstruct the uh, <laughs> the 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 arc as a whole and kind of get his view behind the scenes and how it all came together and what he thinks of it because when we talked to him beforehand we didn't really talk that much about the storyline like details obviously because the issues hadn't come out yet and he's not allowed to talk about that but it'll be fun to have that that you know breaking things down conversation with him because Mm -hmm. the few things we've been able to talk to him about you know through the the wonder of social media since then is that he's like people are actually receiving this story well and they're reaching out to him like telling him that the story is just so great and they appreciate him and i've probably sent him so many panels you know like oh my gosh this panel is sick like how in the <laughs> world did you do this and and uh i remember the last thing i said him was like man these these panels feel like fun days at work and he's like i'm not gonna lie like some of these panels were just the most fun to draw yeah he just exudes joy and he loves what he's doing and and he shared in our interview how much you know he looked up to those who went who were before him and and kind of his heroes in our business and now he gets to do this and and he is not lost on him that he's he's drawing he's doing what he's always wanted to do and so this final page of thor hulk hulk thor who's like hulking out but also like green lightning sparkling around oh gosh ripped cape and so good it's it's so good that you know i'm sure as he's getting this you know script from from kate he's like here i want you to do this he's like oh my gosh 
he just gets to unload on it and and it's and, and he's nailed it's, it's it's gorgeous and i know if he was nervous about how are people gonna take this and and is he good enough to do it and man nailing it martin if you're listening dude you're you're killing it and couldn't be prouder and so yeah we get two more issues and i hope you know those at marvel are taking notice and and he'll get future work and other yeah. things so he he did he was like just wait and see and 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 we're watching it and we're loving it and so can't wait to hear what he says when it's all said and done and really at this point like we got to keep in mind donnie has said there will be a winner like yeah. and so right now like ah who's your money on right now will like only two more parts left thor is now currently a hulk and we know like one of the one of the upcoming covers features hulk with the hammer so maybe in the next issue we get hulk with the hammer fighting against thor with the 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 gamma powers that come with that kind of like a freaky friday they're switching consciousness and bodies yeah yes well i think uh, I don't know. I mean, I, there will be a winner, but you know, Thor, Thor has another art coming and then so does Hulk. So they're going to have their own books. They're not canceling another book. So it's not going to be something like that. I don't think, but I, but I think a major shakeup of maybe they banners consciousness isn't split into three parts again. He's back to, to one. That could be, uh, yeah. Yeah. There, maybe there's some ongoing radiation sickness for thor that he has to deal with in his next uh story arc so yeah i i don't think they're they're canceling any books but but yeah i don't as of right now i like this idea that there's switching consciousness or 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 switching things up like a freaky friday superhero version and and we'll see who wins yeah there and you know speaking of what's coming next for the god of thunder uh just a small little mini preview here the the covers for I think Thor 27 and Thor 28 have been shown by Nick Klein and who boy in the fall, we are going to be seeing Thor and Venom team right. team up the, the, the King of Asgard and the King in black teaming up to fight some foe. I don't I exactly have any details on that yet, but like, we're going to go right from a storyline with Hulk to a storyline with Venom and like Thor just, it's almost like Thor gets no rest. He's got to keep going. Um, and he's, he's got to keep on fighting the good fight. So, uh, but and for- Donnie Cates wrote, um, Venom for a good long time too. Yes. So he's that character. Well, he did a great job on those arcs. I didn't, I'm not a big Venom fan or didn't read most of this, but I, I did read King in black and that whole big crossover. And, uh, Gates knows that character really, really well. So to team them back up together would be, would be awesome. I mean, that's, you know, Donnie, Donnie Cates Venom is, you know, it's a required reading if you're a Venom fan. So, uh, but if you're a Thor fan, you also get a little bit of Venom in, in the book coming up soon. So it'll be cool to see uh, Donnie return to that character. And the way that Nick Klein is drawing Venom in these preview images that he's shown, whoo, man, it just, it's going to be awesome. But we've got two more parts of Banner of War till we get there. And this week, Avengers 56 came out written mm-hmm. by the phenomenal Jason Aaron, who will be our guest on next week's show. <gasps> what? Yeah. So uh, I don't know why I took so long into the episode to talk about this, but yeah, uh, we are uh, going to be talking with Jason next week. We do actually talk a little bit about Avengers in that chat. Uh, oh, so be, be sure to check that out. Um, and uh, we got a lot of cool things happening. In this. I have to ask, did he yeah. say how long, much longer he's on Avengers? Cause I did see, Avengers, he's on issue 59, but then Avengers 60, Mark Russell's writing with a Judgment Day tie-in, but I didn't know if that, like, well, I think run is over, or they just taking a break for this kind of summer event of uh, Judgment Day with it. Um, it could it could be that because that would make sense for me because if you've got mark russell writing a lot of the judgment day stuff maybe yeah. you want him to write things across all the titles like the the eternals the x-men you know things like that maybe maybe that's the strategy they're going with um, right. but i i mean in our conversation jason did mention that um you know and you'll find out more about this you know how how avengers the main title and avengers forever will kind of peak yeah, together cool. So mm-hmm. there is, there's more coming from, from Jason Aaron and his Avengers titles. So 
this but this week this time around for our new comics we get a we get a thor centric issue of avengers and it's not the thor that you think it's jane the valkyrie the current valkyrie and former Mm -hmm. thor jane gets kind of a bizarro like alice in wonderland kind of uh Mm -hmm. crazy issue she's thrown into this dream where she has kind of the perfect life or or how she would have viewed a perfect life earlier on as she says in her more mature days before she grew up uh, where (laughs) she's with thor and she's married to thor and she's lives in a cottage in the woods and thor goes off every day to kind of fight crime and then he comes back and that is her life her life is mostly waiting for thor waiting for thor and at some point she kind of feels this tinge of like, okay, well, this all seems very odd. This all seems very weird to me. And she goes to touch the hammer and you find out the hammer's not real. Thor's not real. And, you know, all of her surroundings have been fabricated by the council of red, the, the council of Mephisto's. So Mephisto in a few different variations shows up and they're trying to tempt her with her desire her you know or what they thought her desires were and jane even has a comment where she's like how old is their intel because this is what i wanted like (laughs) decades ago um you know since then i've become a doctor i'm i'm the current valkyrie i was thor like you know how old is their intel and um we see a jane foster thor can i have chocolate milk can you have chocolate milk yes sure you can have chocolate milk mr will says yes (laughs) well that'll be fun to edit (laughs) keep it in keep it in this is life this is real life listeners my daughter wanted chocolate milk and And now i want chocolate milk and now our listeners want chocolate milk yeah yeah now all our listeners want chocolate milk all listeners with kids they know exactly what just happened (laughs) so good i love it so much So, so good so yeah, Jane, uh, Jane is actually interrupted uh, in her, her, the beginning of her conflict with the Mephistos by a Jane Foster Thor from a different like m- part of the multiverse. Right. She was flying along and Mjolnir was like, hey, there's a Jane in trouble. You should go down and help her. So Jane from another multiverse comes down and helps Jane Valkyrie and they get rid of the Mephistos. They have a brief conversation uh, about... Um, kind of just mm-hmm. the nature of what it's like to be a jane foster so they're like we are <laughs> i love when they say yeah jane fosters we are a hardy bunch and um i yeah. love that <laughs> how they, they they have their own little like community language and and i just i really appreciated that that final scene with them but then jane foster thor flies off and jane foster valkyrie returns to uh really her norm at that point and will i'll be honest as i was reading this i was i was getting i was getting all ready for this and then my ipad died so i wasn't able to finish the comic would you mind oh spoiling you it for me i'm okay. dead serious dead serious okay man all right um so i i'll confess as i was reading the beginning of this book it was kind of out of nowhere i was like what are we doing we had a big setup in the issue before this of creating a new team because one of my favorite like villain team names of all time is multiversal masters of evil great job Mr. Aaron, because that is so badass and so metal. Multiversal Masters of Evil. And so the Avengers are going to have to get their team together yeah. uh, to fight the Manifestos and the different versions of them and the Multiversal Masters of Evil. And so they're bringing their big, huge, heavy hitters in to against that. So I was ready for the next step to be like, let's go at it. But then you have this side story of like Jane in a different version and like something's not right. And I was like, what is going on? By the time you get to the end of the book, uh, you you find out that they're sitting around that same table and they're sharing stories of how they've been tempted. Oh. And so Tony Stark is like, yeah, I defeated them too, except I had to make a like armor out of ice. I was in the ice age. I had to make this armor out of ice and defeat him. And it sounds like you did well by standing up to temptation and defeating him too. I would, you know, 
I'm, I'm not a comic book writer at all, but like having that at the beginning might have helped set the tone for me. But I hear the end, I was like, ah, oh, now I see what's going. So I went back and read it again. Yeah. Build up to tell them going around telling stories of how their encounters with Metaphysto happened. Oh, but okay. at the end of this book, you know, there's a good, it's so I'm not reading Valkyrie. I knew about Jane Foster as Thor, but not as Valkyrie. So this issue helped explain to me that the all weapon is in her veins and she can manifest it as wings or a mace yeah. or a shield. I thought that was super rad. Yeah. And and so you get a you get an introduction to who Valkyrie is. Great setup. You get to see who she was as Thor. Now you get to see her as Valkyrie. But there's this thing where like she's she's looking and, and you have to go back and 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 look because she's a little like, man, I miss being Thor. Yeah. miss carrying that hammer uh maybe my temptation wasn't defeated maybe in the final page is her standing looking over at thor's hammer and no people who have dirty minds she's not looking at that hammer she's looking at the other hammer and thinking wow and it's, it's very phallic on that last page you have to look at it she's staring at it like i want that hammer but she's not talking about the other hammer because the housewife who wanted the thor's hammer okay we're going down there yeah she, she's she's staring the hammer like i wish i could carry that hammer again and yeah. that's the to be continued of like maybe jane wants to be thor again which is great because you're setting up there's a big movie coming out where we do see Jane as Thor. And yes. so this is a good introduction where trailers have some trailers have hit. Yeah. This is a good comic book to say, hey, you're watching like the big hype in the MCU about this Thor trailer. Well, here's a good introduction if you're reading Avengers of who this person is. So yeah, again, good work, Marvel. Good work, Jason Aaron. Yeah. Um, kind of teasing all these things out to help us get to know these characters before the movie comes out. So we'll, yeah, we'll mention the movie. And and just so you know, we are going to get Faz's uh, thoughts about this um, later on in the podcast when he talks about Alligator Loki and what that little scamp has been up to. Because uh, really, we can't have a new comics episode without Faz talking about Alligator Loki. I, right. I, I don't have the heart to tell him that Alligator Loki will end someday. Uh, I he's just I can't I can't break Faz's heart like that until you get Loki season two on Disney oh. Plus and then Alligator Loki will be there uh, manifested again so so it'll keep going we gotta have it'll that uh, so there was a trailer that came out this week and we're gonna talk a little bit about that with Will and then uh, I mean I'm sure there's be multiple trailers that will come out and we don't want to like Easter egg and spoil things to death because we still want to enjoy movies when they come out but yep. we did want to get Will's. Uh, reactions and what he's thinking about the trailer and i'll share a few of my thoughts when they uh when they feel appropriate but will this trailer man who watching the eastern conference finals and um all of us <laughs> were on our group chat and we're like okay it just dropped and you and i you and i were doing other stuff and then faz was like oh my gosh this trailer is amazing we're like we'll get to it when we get to it <laughs> but I, yeah i mean like for thoughts re i don't know thoughts emotions feelings about this first full-length trailer yeah i think it's they they use some similar shots from the first one for the teaser and i guess what makes it the official one that's a little bit longer uh so they have some of those similar shots but i love same tone as ragnarok the same the director's sense of humor uh uh it, it's it's just really a lot of fun uh, but we finally, people were like, what does Gore look like? What, how is Christian Bale going to embody this villain? Uh, does he look exactly like he does from the comics? How are they going to do this? Uh, so so that's the, the online chatter and the message boards. And of course, like, I, I expect that I... I it's Christian Bale. He's going to want to be recognizable. He's going. He's going to. He's going to want people to know that he's in this movie and others uh, as well. So, so yeah, you get that. And and I I thought it was fine and it was great. But what I really liked is the tone, the fun, the bright, the rainbow bridge, the bright bright colors, the yeah. the the humor that's involved. Um, and then when you get to gore, it's dark, it's gray, it's black and white, yeah. um, it's dull toned because he's menacing. But you have these two different kind of tones and universes or, or play on, on color versus black and white. Uh, colorful, bright, humorous, uh, lighthearted, and then heavy, dark tones, black and white grays that are, that are there because a, a universe that is devoid of gods, uh, devoid of the pantheon, 
uh, of the then becomes darker and less colorful um, and grayer. So, so I love how that's playing on that. And I wonder how that's going to happen in the movie, where that tone is going to, how that tone shift is going to happen. But, but yeah, I'm excited. I loved it and um, got me more hyped. And now I don't need to see any more else. I'm not yeah. going to look at any more images, no more trailers. Yep. I'm not going to gather the family around the TV to watch the trailer with me. And they're like, dad, do we have to do it again? I'm like, yes, <laughs> um, you do. But uh, uh Sure, your daughter uh, so, loves that. I know. So I'm gonna try to stick. I'm I'm gonna try to stick to no more images, no more trailers until the movie comes out. So I mean, really, the big thing that we didn't see in the teaser was gore. Um, and we saw Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie as, as as the new king of Asgard, Valkyrie. We saw Jane. We actually got to hear Jane talk in this one. We got to mm-hmm. see kind of some some fun interactions between her and Chris Hemsworth, kind of getting back to that humorous side of their relationship and yeah. kind of how they played off of each other. And of course, they're gonna fight alongside each other. We we know all of these things are gonna happen, but we hadn't seen gore yet. And I know when some of those toy images were leaked a while back, people were like, this isn't gore. And oh, oh my gosh, they're going to ruin it. And I'm like, calm down. Yeah. Calm down. It's a toy. Calm down. I feel like we are going to get varying degrees of gore in this movie. We're going to almost see him like go through evolutionary stages. Mm -hmm. He's going to start off looking more human-like and gradually he's going to become more of the God butcher. Like he is going to embody more of that evil and, and that just that uh, otherworldliness. I, no matter what though, do not sleep on Christian Bale, everybody, his oh career, gosh. his whole career has told us that he is an actor that you don't sleep on. <laughs> you uh, like, you may have, because of his performance as Gore, you may have some sleepless nights afterwards, but don't sleep on him because he is a, an award-winning actor. He, he, when he commits to a role, he commits heart, body, and soul. So don't sleep on the guy. Like he's going to, you may not like his version of the character once any of us have seen the movie actually, but he is going to pour everything he has into that role. And I have a feeling people are going to walk away from this movie and be like, you know what, man, he was awesome. And yeah. yeah so let's, uh, let, you know, let's well, the mystery that's still out there too. So we want to know where is Gore, what does he look like? And then we saw uh, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster wielding the hammer. Um, she talks a little bit more in this trailer, but you're yeah. still, the mystery is how does she wield the hammer? How does she become that way? How did she become worthy to carry that? Cause there's yeah. a part in the trailer where there was like, Oh, Milner, I've missed you. Oh, it's going to somebody else. Um, so that's more of that. Like, how does that, and by, we know what, how that yeah. happens in the comics. Um, I I'm curious how they're going to do this in the movie. So that was pretty cool. They'd left that out. So how she becomes the, or how she wields the hammer don't know yet uh and we'll find out we'll find out in the movie and it's i mean hey we're only we're only like a little over a month away only a little over a month it's crazy Uh, you know it's gonna be nuts it's gonna be nuts and how many times can we say that probably not enough so um (laughs) this is gonna close the conversation the part of the conversation with will and i talking about most of the comics then after a brief intermission we're gonna talk to Faz about alligator loki his thoughts on the trailer and then ladies and gentlemen i'm feeling incredibly generous these days i'm actually going to give you a little sneak preview of the jason aaron conversation at the very end of the episode so stick around for that and uh we're just going to have so much fun the rest of this the rest of this ride on this episode so brief intermission we'll be right back Okay, everybody, here's the second part of our conversation for New Comics Day. Faz is on the line now, and we're going to talk about Alligator Loki. Faz, are you ready to talk about Marvel's most adorable alligator? Well, everybody knows this is the best thing Marvel has going on right now. So, of course, I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> My goodness. I, I just I can't wait to hear people like reaction, react like this guy is like is he crazy like thinking this is the best thing uh no he's just a diehard fan everybody he's diehard um but faz we've had we have two issues of alligator loki to talk about today right yeah yeah yeah, two of them 
five and six. So, I mean, this is Faz's corner. So take us through those two uh, brief Infinity comics. Perfect. So the first one is called Zoo Break. I I don't want to spoil too much that's going on here in terms of who's involved, because there's some cool cameos. But basically, we're at a zoo, and we're seeing all the Marvel heroes and a few of the villains taking in the zoo. Yes. The the one thing that I do need to mention is that Dr. Doom is at the zoo, and this man loves penguins. Yeah, for some weird reason, right? This is a detail I didn't know I needed, but yeah, I think it makes yep. the character richer, you know, it's, it's an improvement. So anyway, our, our titular characters are uh, our stars of this particular episode, go to the reptile part of the exhibit. Yeah. And what, what they see is a beautiful alligator Loki of right where we left him off, hanging out with the butterflies and other yes. alligators in the area. There's a note that says I'm in timeout. So I guess that means that <laughs> our, uh, our happy Thor decided to give him a break. Right. <laughs> And uh, he looks so sad that our characters break him out and uh, run off with him. And he's got yeah. a, a look at the end of a very serious, he gives them a, a puppy dog eyes. They take mercy on him and on the way out. He has a fierce, I'm getting exactly what I want. Look, just so Tip- typical Loki fashion. Mm-hmm. And, and then that <laughs> goes like really quickly into issue six now, because like what we said in the past, like everybody, these comics read so quickly mm-hmm. and there's no words to them. So you're literally just following people's actions. And like Faz even said, they're like the facial expressions of the characters to kind of get the vibe of what's happening. Uh, but it, we move very quickly on to issue six of Alligator Loki. Yeah, and issue six is called Pet Tricks. Yes. We've got a bunch of, of younger Avengers characters. I'm not sure if it's the current young Avengers roster. It's just a number of younger characters. And they are just in love with this pet alligator named Loki. Again, won't spoil for you who's there. But just know it's it's a nice little set of cameos. A few of them are concerned. Like, is he's an alligator. Should we be worried? A few of them are like, no, he's like a teddy bear. Yeah. He spits at one of them. And one of the characters i'll just say who this one is squirrel girl pulls out some alligator mule treats yes like hammer shaped like dog Mm. treats almost yep and alligator loki is super excited they teach him how to sit like a good boy and he sits and he gets a treat and everybody's having a great time he learns how to roll over he gets a treat learns how to shake a paw he gets a treat he he learns how to beg he gets a treat (laughs) He's just, oh, he's so cute. And then the door opens. And you know who comes through the door? Our best friend, Thor. Our big guy. And he's like, what the hell, basically? What's (laughs) going on here? What? (laughs) And that's, I mean, that's where we leave off Alligator (laughs) Loki for for this version of new comics. I'm sure we'll get a few more issues between now and, you know, the, the conclusion, probably a few, at least a, a few more issues. We got, we got some stuff to resolve with Thor and his alligator brother. I but, hope it uh, never ends. Yes. We were talking about this earlier with Will that I, I, I almost didn't have the heart to tell you. I was like, oh, someday alligator Loki will end. And, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if Faz's heart can take it. I'm not um, sure if I'm ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not this month. We got more Alligator Loki coming up soon. We did want to get Faz's thoughts on two things that we spoke briefly with Will about. Um, Not so briefly, we talked with Will about Banner of War, and then we want to get Faz's thoughts on the latest uh, Thor Love and Thunder trailer. So let's Banner of War first, Faz. We've got we've had three parts so far. So much batshit insanity has happened so far. And I just want like your thoughts on the the first three uh, installments of this crazy crossover. Yeah, well, let's just let's see. I'll try to get some general thoughts here. Uatu narrating with popcorn. Hilarious. Amazing. Yeah. So many ridiculous parts through this whole thing. Like the uh, it's nice how they kind of give a quick backdrop for those of you who aren't caught up with with the characters this is the kind of comic you can jump right into they give you a couple panels here and there they're going to explain the whole story so far for both of them yeah i love what they're doing with odin the fact that he's being a a little asshole distracting 
Thor the whole time, trying to get him to like, let me do this, son, I've got this. And then the ability to sneak in and uh, mess with the Hulk from the inside, talking to Bruce man-to-man almost. It's so well done. It's exactly what I hoped they'd do with Odin in Mjolnir. It's a really fun back and forth. And yeah, it's as, as always with these sorts of things, it's beautiful. They've got some absolutely incredible imagery. The ones that you've posted on the the Instagram for the podcast, those shots are just incredible. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I thought there'd be a bit more story than just uh, we're going to beat the crap out of each other for six issues, but I'll yeah. take it. It's great. I think in the last two, I don't know about you, but I think like in the last two installments, we're going to, we're going to find out a little bit more about what's haunting the Hulk and what's happening inside Bruce Banner. Um, you know, that darkness that took over in the, the bar in El Paso. I think we're going to find out what that is. And yeah. uh, that might be kind of the through line of our story heading towards the climactic moments of, of the last two issues. So, well, the whole idea of Hulk as a parasite or whatever he is now is yeah. an infectious disease. Very cool. I'm excited to see what they do with that for sure. And uh, and and we got we got Iron Man in the Celestial Hulkbuster uniform. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, that armor is sick. They like, they know his voice so well. Like, it was the most Iron Man sentence ever when he's talking to Cap. He's talking like he's already gone, and Cap's like, "Wait, Tony, you're you're here, right?" It's like I never come to these meetings. Like, I'm never at away. these meetings. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's Tony's kind of. Donny Case has got hit Tony's like too cool for school kind of mm-hmm. uh, tone down. So oh, I totally agree. Um, and so then we we need to get your thoughts on this latest trailer because. So many different things happened in this trailer that we didn't get in the teaser. Um, and yeah, man, like how, how is this latest uh, trailer kind of hit you? What are some of your thoughts and feelings about this, this uh, next, this latest trailer? So my first thought is that everybody complaining about Gore's look needs to chill out because he looks freaking amazing. In Literally opinion. what I said minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, uh, like, I don't care that he has a nose when he didn't have a nose in the comics. I don't care he doesn't have the tentacles on his head. He looks like gore. He captures the essence of the character. Yeah. The way that, he, that it's also black and white when he's around. Like, everything about it just feels right to me. I understand that it doesn't look exactly the same. That's true. But you don't want another Voldemort or, or Ebony Ma, right? You want him to be right? different and distinct. And he looks great. With that said, too, like, yeah. we got a lot of lightning in this one. And yeah, we did. Jane look freaking amazing with their lightning. I know a lot of people don't love Thor's new helmet that he had for one shot. I think that when we see it longer, it's going to look a lot better. I think it was a, a hidden masked scene where he's not actually wearing that outfit yet. Hmm. I think it was fake CGI, and that's why it didn't quite connect for some people. But I think okay. it's, I think it's interesting. I think it looks good. I'm going to be doing a helmet, obviously. That's just how it is. Oh, but, boy. Uh, the way that uh, like I know if people like Russell Crowe and they're confused about his accent, I think it sounds great. I think he looks great. I think just it gave me everything I wanted without giving away too much is how I would describe it. Yeah, because we finally, you know, like you said, we finally got to see Gore. We finally got to you know, really, really see Russell Crowe as Zeus. We finally got to hear, you know, Jane, like we got to hear Jane's voice again. Mm-hmm. The, like there's so many different things that were you know, packed into this trailer. And like Will and I said, just, you know, like I said, just moments ago for the listener, we're like, we're good. We're good. Like, you know, obviously there yeah. will be more trailers, but, you know, if, if that was the look at the movie we got, I'm happy. Like. I'm satisfied. I can't wait for that, you know, first big blockbuster weekend in July. Um, you know, obviously that's why we're here, everybody. <laughs> Agreed entirely. Here. I said that after the, the teaser too. I don't need a trailer because I don't want to know too much. Now yeah. I know about the perfect amount. If there's a second trailer, you might see me passing on it. Apart yeah. from reference photos for costumes. That's about it. And, you know, we got, speaking of costumes, man, like you being our resident, you know, cosplay voice on the show like there's so many different cool looks for thor Mm -hmm. in this movie like you've got kind of a a classic look you've got a like a thunderstrike inspired look a battle armor from the simonson days you've got this Mm -hmm. new blue and gold like it there's so much cool stuff i'd say there's at least six and they all are great for different reasons so it's a 
it's a great time to be a Thor fan. It's a great time to be a Thor costumer. It's a great time to be a mighty Thor costumer because Jane's right. looks incredible. The more we see of it, the better it looks. Yeah, and uh, and there's just so much to so much to love, so much to anticipate about this movie. And as thanks for like, I know the three of us weren't able to get on the same call, like, but man, it was I, we couldn't have done new comics without you, man. So <laughs> thank you for giving your voice to alligator loki and sharing your thoughts about banner of war and love and thunder and we're gonna you and i are actually gonna have a fun conversation coming up soon when banner of war is over and we'll we'll kind of keep keep our lips sealed on like what that's gonna be but you know vaz and i are gonna get to do a cool conversation with a creator that is uh gonna be really really fun so be sure to again keep following the show we got lots of cool stuff happening including next week next week is the one-year anniversary of across the bifrost it is the 60th anniversary of thor as a character in marvel comics we could not have gone out and gotten a better guest for next week's show we are interviewing chatting with talking about thor with the all father himself jason aaron he is coming by the show and we talk for two glorious hours you are not going to want to miss the big anniversary special and i figured that since you guys have all been such great listeners and you've just been so supportive and encouraging with the show i decided i'm going to be super generous and give you a few minutes of that interview right now so as we head out today on the rainbow bridge be sure to remember wherever you are in the nine realms whether you know whether you're in Faz's neck of the woods, uh, whether you're in Will's neck of the woods, mine, wherever you're at, remember to stay worthy and stay on the show right now for this few minutes of preview of our conversation with Jason Aaron. Everybody, we'll see you next week for the anniversary special. Bye. I'm curious, how did Gore come go from like idea to on paper in in, in readers' hands? Um, you know, I mean, that all happened, I think, pretty uh, easily. I mean, I think that you know the idea came from again, like I said, I I had not read that many Thor comics um, when I first kind of sparked on the idea of doing Thor, so. Once I knew, okay, this is going to be my gig, I I sat down and read a crap load of Thor comics. I'd never <laughs> read any of those original, um, you know, any of the original stories by by um, um, Larry Lieber and, and Kirby and, and Stan. So I read all those for the first time, and I, um, you know, I think it was those and I, one of those, you know, I was members in. Um, interview or maybe like just an intro Stan had written for one of the Masterworks collections and talked about um, why Thor like why did he why did he decide to do um, Thor comics and just him you know like, again like t- told with the, the Stan Lee version of the stories because who knows <laughs> what the fuck is true or not but um, just you know looking around at the heroes of the Marvel Universe and how could he do one that's different? And so, okay, well, like this, this one's a God. So that, you know, that from the very beginning was kind of the defining characteristic of Thor, right? Like the fact that he's a God makes him different, makes the his supporting cast different, his villains, his setting, everything is different from Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four and the X-Men and everybody else in the Marvel universe. So I think that, and again, reading those those original stories, the thing that um, I liked most, I think there's that chunk of Kirby stuff in there um, before he kind of starts to lose interest, you know, in Marvel. To me, like building towards the Mancog story, which is yeah. like the, the, the high point. And by the time I got to that, I was like, oh, you know, shit, like this guy's, <laughs> the Mancog was amazing. Yeah. So I think I put all that together and I knew, 
you know, in at, at a time when the movies were kind of starting to, you know, define Thor as well. These guys aren't really gods, you know, they're they're beings from this other dimension reality and we primitive earthlings perceive them as gods, but which I get why they made that choice, but I I wanted to swing the other direction, right? Like I wanted to very much lean into the idea of like, no, this is what makes this guy different. This is what makes him him cool. Um to the point where I, I, you know, it's my idea that like, let's call the book Thor God of Thunder. You know, the okay. the first villain is going to be something that you know. This is a villain who's specifically targeting gods. You know, a serial killer of gods, and to do a story that within one story, I was trying to say, here's the things I think are cool and exciting about this character, right? To to show your work, not to. I think with any book you do at marvel you just because they're decades worth of cool stories with those characters you can't assume your readers have read a single one of those right like you right. can't assume people come to the table already invested and excited in this about this character some of them do a lot of them don't so you got to show uh, which i want that as a reader when i pick up a book you know yeah. like show me why like i i want to believe that you care about this character and show me that you do and show me why I should. Um, so I was trying to do all of that with, again, very Thor centric within one story. And, you know, part of that is that he lives so long. So this is a story that takes place across a lot of eras and, and you get different yeah. versions of the character and, and all that. So yeah, Gore was at the heart of that, just started as the idea of a creepy um, serial killer of gods. 